everyone. Welcome to Shiro Show Live. It's Friday, and I am Saturn Dave, and with me here is Trainoco. How are you doing? Doing all right. Just uh, hanging in there. Uh, doing well. Uh, got my vaccine, so I'm very excited to, uh, you know, not suffer through oh. COVID anymore. So that's great. <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to say that or not, right? People say, no, no never mind. It's cool. Gotcha. Oh, YouTube yeah, the, is like, that's, that's right. We have to say the global pandemic the, or the global the worldwide incident. event that uh, is affecting millions of people. Billions of people, exactly. I guess. This is like some Resident Evil stuff. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, yeah, so same here, same here, uh, like a day ago, day or two ago. So we took care of that. That's good. Now we got, uh, uh, we got Saturn stuff to talk about. So yay. Um, yeah, we've got a new, good we got stuff. a new, uh, like CRT video wall here. How do you like that? That, that broke my back moving all of those in here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just messing around. How is, you must be a mess behind there. Did you do any cable oh management or just threw it no, to the floor and be it like. It is so squirrely back there. It's just a, it's just a huge nest of, uh, of wires and cables and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Do we? You one of those guys who just sets it and just like throws or hears stuff like, oh, I'm good. That's right. That's good. It's it's running. No, by. actually, to be completely honest with you, cable management is like the bane of my existence. I uh, I would cable manage Same. everything if I could, um, but sometimes you are like just trying to jury rig stuff to make sure that it like works, and um, it's those times that I just have anxiety attacks over like all the cable stuff. Especially yeah. in setups. I, I think my issue though is that, yeah, I think my issue is though that I, I remove and move things so often. Yeah. I'm just removing all of it anyways. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, um, it's never it's the, the, the the yeah exactly. Things are very ad hoc, touch and go. You're like moving things around to try to like, I mean, because we're always doing new stuff. You know, we're always like mm-hmm. on to the next thing, and it's like okay, so this is my temporary setup, and there's just wires going everywhere. But yeah, for the most part, I yeah. I do prefer things to be nice, neat, and orderly. Um, so uh, while we're at it, do we have Nick in the chat with us? Yes. Hello. Unless you can't yes, hear me. Yes, we can. We can hear uh, you. I can't we, hear him. I'm just joking. Oh, great. We have great. got. Uh, yeah, I'm the voice of God today. Yeah, the voice of God has joined us. Has come down upon high. Uh, Nick Pandemonium. If you you may not be familiar, he runs a channel called Pandemonium Reviews Every U.S. Saturn Game. And he is also uh, mm. he is also a Shiro, and we are glad to have him on the show today because he wrote uh, some articles and he also has things to say about the weekly news, and so we're glad to have him. Anyway, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead since we have a lot to talk about. We'll go ahead and load up the browser here. Load we'll it load up. It up. And uh, gonna get the oh nice little pillar there right you there. Go. Uh, so I guess we'll start the pillar pillar of news. Or whatever direction I'm facing. Yeah, it's oh, it's, it's this like, way. Yeah. So whatever the opposite direction there, the pillar, the of, pillar news. of news. Is it this way. Yeah, you got right it. There. Yeah, right there. That's that's the pillar. So yeah, I'm. <laughs> Your hand is A lot has happened this week. Um, well, I think you know it seems like a lot has happened this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some weeks are slow, but this week we uh, kicked it off last Sunday. Uh, Trekkies dropped a new patch for Grandia, <clears throat> and I mm-hmm. guess. Um, this is, you know, this is the release candidate still. So this is 9.3, but it um, basically fixes some spelling and grammar. Um, there's just some subtle corrections with the FMV on disc two. And then um, there's some kind of experimental fix to change the priority uh, of the compass so that it doesn't obscure the text boxes. So that's interesting. We got some VDP stuff going exactly. on there. He still hasn't called it final or anything. It's still, he hasn't like put his like final stamp like on it but um 
from now on from this point on it's literally just going to be tiny little things that get reported so um it remains to be seen <laughs> when that's going to happen when he's gonna you know say okay this is it this is the last one but um it'll be, it'll soon. be soon i have a feeling yeah and of course this uses knight of dragons patcher so that's awesome um because i think the hope is to you know move towards that patcher for like all the projects yeah, standardize, standardize it and just make it the the de facto Saturn game patcher, which will be awesome. So yeah, because remember when we had to do it first. We had to like rip the the CDs, and yeah. then we had to like patch it in a certain way. And it was like a twelve step process that sometimes would work, sometimes absolutely. Wouldn't. Yeah, I rem- you you had to do like ISO and Wave or something like that, and then you or BinQ. Then you mm-hmm. had to take it into ISO Buster. You had to do all this stuff. So of course this is going to be a lot easier. So shouts to Knight of Dragon. Um, and shouts to Trekkie, of course. Thanks, buddy. Uh, because without Trekkie, we wouldn't have this awesome playable version of Grandia on the Saturn, which a lot of people believe is the definitive uh, definitive version. Um, nice. So, yeah. Um, we also celebrated 25 years of Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Uh, do you uh, have any experience with this game, Pat? Um, a little bit. I think this actually was the first Panzer Dragoon game I played. Was it? Weirdly enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but basically I remember playing it first, and I really like the differences between the first. It feels like more like a breath of fresh air and more, I guess, I guess more options to do things. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like the, the walking stages were pretty fun. It was a big jump. I, I especially like the branching paths you can take, which you, you couldn't do that in the first Panzer. No. It was very much a straight shot, but it, this one had, like, different, like, paths for certain levels uh most people would probably notice it first in the second level when you walk to the left canyon and then in the part where your little baby dragon jumps off the cliff it flies instead of falls to the ground exactly well and then your little baby dragon learns to fly and like this majestic music plays and it's it's just it's fantastic yeah uh some of those later levels in two in zvi get really difficult too it's this is a this is a tough game it's you know very fun though this is definitely one of the best games on the console you know it's kind of funny it reminds me a lot of star fox 2 in a way like how they had the they evolved from like just the flying stuff and then they had like the, the robot chicken legs yeah they had the similar thing with a uh, zvi yeah. you're well. talking like star fox 2 like the unreleased the, super nintendo yeah, the one, SNES right? one yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i agree those, those are the best star fox games i mean the SNES ones were the best definitely uh definitely it has a lot of star fox you know vibes going on but of course uh, i think it even takes it it takes the genre even further than than the Star Fox did for like the rail shooting stuff, and um, right. This yeah. is obviously way. I cooler. mean, what stuck with me, <laughs> what stuck with me as a young teen playing this game is that um, I did play the first one, and I mean that was cool, and it was a drag and everything. I was interested in how much they fleshed out the story here, and how you're basically a kid from a small village, and your dragon is actually like a herd animal, right? It's like a pack animal called a coolia. So it wasn't even, it was almost like a mutation and it kind of, um, it kind of like made me, it just kind of amazed me that, okay, like more than just what we typically think of as a dragon could qualify as a dragon. Like these, these herd animals, which are kind of like, uh, lizard looking llamas or something like that end up morphing into dragons, you know, and that he had like this thing in his throat, this like this bright light coming from his throat that he would like do his berserker attacks and stuff like that. It just had a profound effect on me uh, when I was young, um, and it just—it was just a candy for the eyes for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. big and time! And the music by Yayoi Wachi was amazing too. 
yeah. I know Peter, our our, uh, our other Shiro Peter, he really does prefer the orchestral soundtrack. Um, he's he's a really big like Enya fan. He's really big into like orchestrated music and stuff like that. So I don't blame him. The first mm-hmm. soundtrack is like, it's I mean it's epic and it's just uh, you have it on data discs, right? You have the the vinyl. The yeah. vinyl, yeah. I mean, it definitely. I have that one, and I have a. I actually had getting two variants. I got the uh, the original one that's by Data Disc, and then the uh, remix soundtrack that's going to be by Limited Run Games. I got you. Yeah. So wow, that's cool. And I'm getting that signed by by Sari Kobayashi. So that's pretty cool. Nice. 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 That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, uh, moving down the list, uh, so we've got, an, we've got a confirmation from Forever Entertainment that they're working on the remake and that that's going to be released mm-hmm. in 2021. So that's a very exciting bit of news. Uh, Absolutely. In addition to the, the um, VR game, right? Which is Voyage Record? That's the one I'm yeah. really looking forward to. Voyage Record, like, as a VR guy, that one... That one should be fantastic, assuming it comes out at some point. I know they're they're making it. It's official. It's legit. So I don't think they have a release date or anything last time I checked, and it's still very uh, much in development. Yeah. But, I used to wonder but, yeah. if I should pick up a VR headset for that one. Oh, dude. I thought you already had a VR headset. I don't, unfortunately. I, I keep oh, meaning to get, get it, but I keep just upgrading my GPU instead. <laughs> nice. Take out a mortgage on a $3,000 gpu <laughs> no the trick is to flip your old ones oh nice there well yeah go. and i see you're really good at that too you, you know i mean hey that's that's what you got that page for yeah. right you can reach out to tons of people and be like who wants it <laughs> you like got it sold like right yeah, away exactly it's, yeah it's, i actually i put an offer up like i guess for people that don't know, i sold a, a 1080 and offer up it it was my friends but uh i put it up i went to bed and i had 37 messages really? for it Wow! Yeah, the GPU yeah. market right it's now crazy. is nuts. It is. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. I'm not comfortable to say how much somebody paid for it, but it definitely was a little bit more than I put it up for. So that's Yikes. all I'll say. All right. Like if you've got a 10 series and above, and it's used, you could probably sell it for more than however much you paid for it new five years ago. Like it's the market for GPUs right now is just nuts. So. It's yeah, not, but, but, not uh, but I'm mostly I'm mostly selling my other GPUs. Like the I got the 3080 and I got rid of my 3070. I just gave it to my nice. roommate at MSRP. Congrats, uh, dude! That's good. That's good. Yeah, and I'm actually probably gonna aim for that 3090. Now I'm thinking about it, but we'll see. Kind of resizing this window here. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, coming back to Panzer Dragoon, uh, Panzer Dragoon 2 vibe before we leave here. Um, if you guys haven't played this game, you really must. Um, it's been 25 years. You have no excuse. <laughs> if you're a Saturn fan, I imagine you have at least burned a copy and played it. Um, but some people argue it's the best one. Um, it was it was made developed in tandem with uh, Saga. And it was made by a team of 20 individuals, very, very talented individuals that pushed the Saturn hardware uh, to, uh, well, I don't, we'll, we'll see. Its limits may be pushed even beyond this uh, moving forward with homebrew it, it development. Push to something, but it definitely right? took yeah, advantage. Yeah. It took advantage of the double processor debugging thing that, uh, it, it, like, it blows my mind now after watching Nick's video that now that I think of any game that took advantage of both processors, they had to debug both processors. Which makes sense that it would probably be a first-party Sega team that had access to those, like, double Sophia setups, you know? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, well, let's yeah. be honest, they probably got all the good stuff over like the third-party developers. They probably had yeah. all the tools and documentations, and they spoke the native language of sure. it, so... They had it. They had it easier for sure. A lot of the first party devs had a much easier time with it. Just like you said, they had the tools, they yeah. had everything, and they certainly uh, used them to their advantage in Spy. Like this is absolutely a must play. Yeah. So very much pushes the console and really shows off those creamy 3D graphics. The, bench, the benchmark stuff. of uh, engineering excellence was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. yep. That's the well, one. Uh, tell us, That's Nick, the then about uh, this benchmark of engineering excellence and the recent speedrun records that have been smashed. This is an article by Nick. Yes, yeah, so believe it or not, I wrote an article for the website, and even more surprising than that is there's a, a very small amount of people who do speedruns on Sega Saturn games. Um, and, you know, not all are super popular amongst the speedrunning community. And, and in fact, the Saturn in general really isn't that popular for speedrunners. If you go look at Sonic R, for example, they're all using the GameCube version because I guess it's faster. Yeah. I haven't looked into why, but that's, yeah, I would assume that that's because it's speedier. Um, but anyway, so uh, Nights into Dreams and Sega Rally both had some world records broken uh, for the Saturn. Um with the Knights Runners mainly using the Saturn platform. Um, Starting off with Sega Rally, since that's kind of the order I wrote this in, there's a runner who goes by the all-caps name Sega Rally. That's just, that's their name. (laughs) I don't know why they named themselves after the game, but whatever. So um, they uh, clearly really enjoy Sega Rally. And uh, set a nice. I figured it was a Daytona fan. I, I don't you, know how they. You, you, you think? No, no. But uh, nope. This guy likes Sega Rally. So they drove a nice, clean three minutes, fifteen seconds flat, uh, and zero milliseconds in championship mode, which is the standard gameplay mode in Sega Rally. That's a very good time. Yeah. Like if you were to play the game mm. uh, now, the top default time is three twenty-five, yeah. and that's considered to be a challenge to beat. That's difficult to get to. Um, getting first place at all in Sega Rally Championship is by itself difficult for people new to the game. It's it, it, You have to be extremely precise, and you have to know the tracks and know each and every turn by by heart. Um, and this, this, this runner uh, just does it beautifully. The video's in the article. You guys need to go watch it whenever you're able to, once you're done watching the Shiro show here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the 315, that's with one of the default cars, not the Lancia Stratos, which you unlock. The Stratos is a faster car, and yeah. getting a 315 in the Stratos would be itself a Looks challenge. Looks like the Celica, so, the Celica that he's using. Yep, that's what he's using. Driving in manual, of course. Evo. Right, right. Uh, and then Nights into Dreams, uh, that had a world record set. Uh, it's set, split into categories since there are Elliot and Claris, um, you know, divisions. But the the category that uh, was broken recently was the all levels category. Right. Um, that was the, the more standout world record because you play all the levels and that particular record hasn't been broken in two years. So some guy who I'm assuming is new to Knights, uh, new to the Knights speedrunning mm-hmm. community, uh, Maybe they've played it for a while. I didn't get a chance to really look into his, to, into his history. Mm-hmm. But a guy by the name of Poe Chillin mm-hmm. um, played through all levels in 23 minutes and zero seconds on March 18th. Cool. Um, and he uh, that he beat the world record by a mere two seconds. So this guy was grinding wow. away yeah. just to shave off two seconds from the world that's, record. I mean, um, that's how that's it is. How it I mean, is. I was actually it watching is. a speed running video about the about F zero F zero original records. It's pretty cool seeing all the like. It's crazy because they had records that stood like for eighteen years. That literally, it was before I was born. It was broken when I started college. 
It's pretty crazy. <laughs> wow. It's nuts. Yeah. People go to great lengths to beat many year old world records. Uh, everybody should watch Summoning Salt. I'm sure most people have already heard yes. of Summoning Salt, but that person. I think that's the one I was watching. I've seen actually. you post a, lot. Seen you a lot from that, uh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Great content. And then uh, Claris and Elliot have different categories and a user by the name of Fart Daily. Uh, some set world ah, records for both perfect. of those as well. Very nice. If you're familiar shout with out the to game, Fart Daily. Yeah, shout out to Fart Daily. <laughs> if you're familiar with the game, um, there are moments. Is that the other Metroid the, code? Instead of Justin Bailey, it's Fart Bailey? Fart Daily. Fart Bailey, yes. And then you, uh, then you uh, get to play as. The fart uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, there's there are moments in the speedrun where they play as the children on foot instead of flying around as knights to uh, to get faster times. A uh, very optimized speedrun at knights. Um, also fun to watch if you're familiar with the cool. game. And that's that's that. People speedrun Saturn People games. So yeah, maybe they'll start doing Fair more. Yeah, and I think I think <laughs> yeah, I think Dave and I were, were talking about that, and he said he's he's more a fan of the score attack records, and I'm more of a fan of the. I, I mean, I like the speed running, but I love the score attacks too. I mean, I- the score attacks probably take a little more time and and uh, definitely more time to do in general, yeah. but yeah, that's definitely a, a more well. They take, in my opinion, they for take night, a, a lot more feet. time. I would say they take exponentially yeah. more time because the whole point oh, there absolutely. is to spend as much time as you possibly can running down the clock. Right. So I mean. And I, I don't I love speed, a good speed run. In fact, I love Resident Evil speed runs. I love, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I am a fan of speed runs in general. But speed running nights to me is kind of like speed running sex. Like you can do it, <laughs> you can you can finish early if you want to. Oh my to. gosh! <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get the flag, Dave. Thanks. Sure. We are. No, oh, this we video is not for kids. No, but I, so that's that's just <laughs> I, I missed the point because I'm just like okay, well, like why would you want to do that? But no, I mean. There's somebody out. There's always somebody out there who's gonna speed run a game. I saw somebody speed running lunacy. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, yeah. There, there's always a speed runner out there that is speed running something. And I even recently I saw somebody speed running something with a blindfold on. So, so like the speed running community yeah. is alive and well. And I'm glad that uh, that folks are giving the Saturn the love and the time of day. Right. It's it's good. Knights is certainly not. You know. Like you said, it's definitely not built for speedrunning. Sega Rally, obviously, is more of a, a speed-based game, and, and the time set on that recently have been extremely But now that somebody's so thrown down... Whatever Sega Rally is, they're, they're doing a Yeah, great now job. that somebody's thrown down the gauntlet, you know, for nights, I mean, maybe more people will try to uh, try to smash that record and keep it going, you know? Perhaps. For Christmas, we'll have to for this see. last Christmas, I did a little fun thing. Uh, Simon on the Junkyard, he challenged anybody on the junkyard to basically get the lowest score possible and i went ahead and got a zero i went ahead and lost all of my points and was able to finish uh going you know christmas nights with zero (laughs) so it is possible yeah you basically just have to like collect everything and then like stand by the gazebo and let the clock knock you out and then like hop on and grab the idea and just finish the level and you know you, you can and then beat and you have to beat Gilwing in the worst way possible but you you can't you can't oh, you boy. have to beat him but you just have to like run the clock all the way down and then like beat him at the last second and you will score a zero so it is possible uh unfortunately mm-hmm. you can't score any less than zero but um today we learned that saturn dave is a generous lover end quote jr in the chat thank you jr <laughs> well you know it's, it's something like that <laughs> can we get uh 
can we get them? Was it the was it the the Michael George Michael song? George the sax. Michael. Nice. Yeah, to get that playing. Who have, right, you, guys, have you guys tried satiator rings yet? You guys both have satiators. No. Okay. No. I actually did. did. Good. What did you think? Yeah, I had some issues with it, but I got it running. You had issues with it. Yeah. So I was confused. I wasn't sure. How do you get it to? I guess we'll go through the yeah, article and we'll ask go it afterwards, the article, though, and I'm, I'm to... going to show it off to you guys, too, in the game stream, so you guys will be able to see how it works. But basically, um, and I was, I posted this up when uh, version 4 came out, and then, like, within minutes or within an hour of posting the article, I found out, okay, version 4.1 has come out, and he is actually just, like, working away at, like, trying to, like, make this thing as smooth as possible. So, basically, what you can do here. Uh, um, you can go to his site. In fact, if I click through, I'm not sure that it's going to uh, keep our browser window available. So feel free to click through to the site. The original link is right here. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. download the, the wares from, directly from his site, but there are links in this article. You can, Where's you can download um, You can download his little configuration pack that comes with the themes it comes with the little. Uh, it comes with the rings ISO itself and the folders that you need to that it accesses on your um, SD root. But it also comes with a little configurator uh, thing. And so what you can do with the configurator, you open that up, and it says, "Tell me." It basically says, "Go ahead and point to the folder where your games are." Um, so you do that, and then it brings up all of your games, and you and it has a Google search function where you can literally search for game images and it will resize them and apply them to your SD card automatically like that. It makes them so small that they actually load like instantaneously when you're going down the list. And I'm going to show you guys this. Um, I will show you. It's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It works great. It, it, it like loads so fast. It's like it's not even a thing. It's like boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. No, no lag. lag. It's just on the and side. And he gives you the opportunity to create your own themes. So I created a Shiro Show theme, which I'm going to guys. I'm going to show you guys during the game stream. So stick around for that. It's really cool. And we have to share out the config information. For I will. That. Yeah, I will. Um, I. We'll, we'll we'll make sure you guys get it. We'll um, and maybe we'll even do a video. Um, I won't be able to do that right now, but we can probably follow this up with a video, little video tutorial showing you guys how this works. It's not hard at all. You guys can create your own little bouncing images and apply them to your folders. You can apply them to your games. You can completely have this thing just done up the way that you want to. And um, if you have an action replay and you use uh, his patch, he has an AR patch here. You go ahead and patch your action replay. There's an option then to have your Saturn boot directly into the rings menu. And it also gives you the opportunity to do the, uh, what is it? The start plus X, Y, or start plus A, B, C to basically soft reset back into rings. But you need an action replay that has been patched to do that. Otherwise, you're just, you know, um, standing up and resetting the console, you know? Yeah, I was actually going to ask that. Is there a way to make that the default menu? Do you actually have to patch your action replay to do that? Right now. I mean, okay, so Professor Professor Abrasive, he made the menu open source so that folks could do this. Now, if he decides Mm -hmm. to adopt something like Satiator Rings as the de facto... Um, as the de facto menu, there is a chance that he could release a firmware version and a menu version that will just make it the de facto menu. But for right now, it's basically like a, a separate menu that you need to have an action replay 
uh, plugged in that has been patched to basically auto boot right into rings. But as it is right now, it actually makes me wonder if you can actually just rename a menu, mm. the the, the uh, menu dot bin to this, and maybe it'll just load this one. You try that, Pat, and let me know how it goes. Because <laughs> because menu menu I'll dot bin is menu dot bin, and this is satiator rings dot iso. So first you'd have to convert it into a bin, and then you'd have to call it menu, and you could try. I, I was curious about the same thing, so if you want to try it and report back to me, then uh, let me know if that I'll works it or if it completely like destroys your system. But um, yeah, if my, system, if my Saturn's on fire, you know what yeah. happened. Exactly. Yeah. It worked. I, I haven't tried this out myself, but as a satiator owner, I'm going to have to give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. And uh, here, here's my yeah. thing: I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that this is a, a thing that exists and people are making nice mm-hmm. menus. But and a lot of people complained about the default menu of the satiator looking a little too dull. But here's my here's my hot take. Go ahead. I don't care about what the menu looks sure, like. Sure. <laughs> I just want to I just want to play the games. But super giant amount of credit to the person who made satiator rings because it does look super slick and it does spiff up yeah. the the uh, the presentation of your satiator on boot. There so, are some quality um, improvements of life though that I will go over that I do yes. think it gives it a little bit of an edge. I I, I definitely hear Ooh, okay. so so like Raya the Raya menu is so it's not just it's cosmetic. not just cosmetic. There are some actual cool things that it does that I'm going to show you during our game stream that I think are a good argument for going ahead and putting it on. And you know what? It doesn't cost you anything because you could still run. Like, I'm running the regular Satiator menu right now. But if I so choose, I can change my experience over to rings just like that. And then, you know, you've got that experience. And there are a couple of things that I'm going to show you guys. But moving on, because we got to, you know, it's uh, we got like a half hour left for the news. And we've got some things to talk about. So um, this is like a half hour conversation right here. Peter, okay, so Peter, he does these posts called Best of Saturn, hashtag Best of Saturn, and um, they're phenomenally, uh, they they are really, really successful in getting the community talking. It's just amazing, and um, I wanted to put something on the website talking about it a little bit, Um, and uh, yeah, okay, so so basically this was Peter's original post uh, to Twitter. Just some screenshots and, you know, uh, uh, just hinting at the fact that, you know, basically a build is out there, you know? Ooh, okay. Didn't mean to... It's, it's out there. there. I was about yeah, to say I that. Yeah, I was like, I didn't mean to, like, actually cl- click through. But that's uh, that's Twitter for you. So, anyway, um, yeah, what do you guys think about this, uh, this old test build footage that we've all seen, like, a million times? But, like, in 20 years, right. in 20 years, nobody has come forward and just said, I have this, you know? I mean, some... Well, yeah. In, yeah, there are so many unreleased Saturn games and early builds that have in recent years been coming to light. Right. And the first thing that pops in my head, obviously, is the Star Wars Rebel Strikes game. Like, no one really knew that game existed. Maybe a few people right. knew, but um, that didn't really, like, that just came out someday. And people were like, whoa, like, one day, hey, there's a Star Wars game. Here's video of it. it we almost made it. Right. And then yeah, they and, and make the, the thing about the world play, like not too long after. It's just, so it's, the the build of Shenmue on the Saturn had to have been made at some point, and there has to it, it has to be out right. It has yeah, to and be the thing out. is that we don't even know how much is done because there's no audio exactly. that we've heard from. Well, it. Wait a second, right? right so we do, right. we do, we we do actually. There. So I wrote up this little article. Okay, um, in in 2014, right. Yu Suzuki himself he. Um, he did a keynote at the uh, the GDC conference, right? And he talked about Shenmue post, post-mortem, right? 
And what he did was he gave us this nice little PowerPoint presentation. You guys can watch it right here. I linked a YouTube video to it. Um, but he goes slide through slide talking in a linear fashion about how the thing was made, right? And this is what we can conclude uh, based on information that he has given. That in 1993, he took a trip to China to research VF2, right? And he was getting like fighting styles and he was getting he was capturing uh, f- photographic assets and stuff like that. Um, and at the same time, he was really inspired to create... Uh, like an RPG style game that broke with convention. Like Nick was saying, that was kind of Yu Suzuki's thing. He always was trying to break the convention of what was being done, you know, or what was accepted as like standard gameplay design. Um, mm-hmm. And then in 1995, he wrote the story, The Old Man and the Peach Tree, which was just like a proof of concept kind of thing um, that he had a small team create a demo for to see what the Saturn could do, what a stock Saturn could do. And it tested camera angles, mm-hmm. it tested dialogues, it tested character movement, stuff like that. Here's a, here's a slide um, showing, you, uh, showing you that information. Um, he was satisfied with the concept and decided that he wanted to move forward with it. So late summer 96, RPG project began development after AM2 completed Virtual Fighter 3. Okay, so the project was assigned with the code name Guppy. Now, this is the really interesting point. He does even talk about, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the slide where he talks about uh, transitioning. Right here, over to the left here, you can see that the code name was Guppy, and then it became Berkeley um, once the new hardware came out. They, they called, they gave the, the project, they gave Yu Suzuki's project the code name Guppy. But then in this 60th anniversary Sega video that was just released this year, um, you got them talking about the fact that Dural, which was supposed to be the Saturn's successor, some type of Saturn successor was Dural. And that was kind <laughs> of like a really generic code name. Um, but you had Sega of America saying, raising their hand and saying, okay, we have contacts with uh, Lockheed Martin. Um, we, we would like to... Or, or what was it? 3D uh, real, 3D Labs or something like that. I, I forget. 3D, 3D effects, I think. Yeah. So they, over in America, they're doing their own thing and they're like trying to bid for this, for this expansion hardware, and they called it Black Belt. And it's all in this video. You can just turn on captions and and watch yeah. the whole thing. Whereas in Japan, they're like, okay, so we're going to try to work on our version of the hardware, and they called it Guppy. So the hardware was called Guppy, but also the project was called Guppy. Which leads me to conclude, and again, this is, I am extrapolating here, so feel free to tell me that I'm totally wrong, but um, if, if Yu Suzuki is calling his project Guppy, and the hardware is also called Guppy, it sounds like they're basically married to each other. Like, they're meant, this is the software that would run on this hardware in a demo situation to prove that this is, you know, going to be the, the move forward. You know what conclusion it leads me to, what? Dave? Sega was an absolute yeah, mess Sega, Sega during the nineties. Sega was a mess. Like the, they, had, they, had, they, had two, they had two different divisions making a, a, a successor right. to one console. And they didn't let anybody in on anything about well, it. Well, okay, so, so you're absolutely right. We all know that Sega was supporting like multiple consoles, and they were just uh, poor, poorly managed. And 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 to be honest, they were managed on two different sides, and so there was just it was like constant. Uh, constant disagreement and stuff like that but what we do know is um 
Okayasu, who was uh, one of the developers and hardware engineers, said that the team had already remade the game once in order to run on a Saturn that had been specifically expanded with an acceleration board. That is um, cited from, let's see here, from this article right here, Phantom Riverstone, where they um, perf- they did they had Suzuki and Okiyasu in the studio answering questions mm-hmm. about Saturn, and they talk about all the same stuff we're talking about here, Shenmue on Saturn, and um, basically you Suzuki goes on record saying that it ran good for for a Saturn, but at this stage they're talking about the expanded hardware, and Okiyasu basically says that yes, um, it had to run on a on a Saturn that was expanded with an acceleration board. Now we've all heard from like old magazine articles and and like murmurings about uh, 64x, you know, or Saturn 2 or you know, mm-hmm. and wondering like what that acceleration board might be. Um, this is what I think it is. Um, because at this point it wasn't katana yet it was it was like a it, it was basically the 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 second build that they did the second remake so the first remake and it wasn't like you're saying it wasn't the dreamcast wasn't the dreamcast yet the it wasn't the dream because yeah. you know playstation was still viable and playstation 2 wouldn't be released for years to come you know so at this point it was like you know they wanted to continue to compete with playstation and they thought the way forward before bernie <laughs> you know said that the saturn wasn't our future i'm like, sure no. they were thinking the way forward was just to try to like push the saturn a little farther and uh you know then it would definitely remain competitive with what playstation was putting out you know and so you know he yu suzuki did go on record saying that the game ran good and um he even said no if we come down here this is his trip to this is his trip to uh china um, he's gathering assets, he's gathering um, cult- cultural references and stuff like that, things that he wants to put into the game. Uh, he's still in Shenmue tre- it Trees. Blows up into, <laughs> yeah, it blows up into an 11-chapter uh, game. Uh, he's got artwork for each chapter. And he says, oh, and it's and he in that article, he also says that everyone on the AM2 team received a disc copy of that build along with music, uh, an or- orchestral music that had been recorded months earlier, okay? Um, and then he says that development on the extended Saturn hardware takes the story all the way up to Guilin and performs pretty well for a Saturn. Uh, it was at this point that uh, hmm. fourth quarter 1997 that he's informed of the Katana hardware or like the move to Katana. So basically they had to scrap everything and... Um, start rebuilding the game on the katana hardware and that's when it becomes project berkeley right here and it and it's and instead of uh virtual fighter rpg akira story it becomes shenmue chapter one yokosuka so you got the first build which was just the the proof of concept old man in the peach tree you got the second build which is the guppy project um, for the extended hardware, which is also, according to Sega's 60th anniversary hardware video, also called Guppy, uh, the Sega of Japan's version of the hardware. And then again, uh, the U.S.'s version was called Black Belt, but it never saw the light of day um, because the, nothing the U.S. did during this time really got greenlit. And then Project Berkeley was the third build, which we all know as Shenmue. And then I was corrected by people on Twitter I, I thought that this footage was exclusively uh, rolled out as a part of the Xbox, you know, the Xbox release 
Um, but it actually turns out all the yeah. PAL folks who experienced it on the Dreamcast say that, yeah, it was included in the Dreamcast version yeah. as well. That's my... that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Too, right? again and that's my ignorance because i experienced it on the i had a copy on dreamcast but i never finished that version and i ended up selling it and i actually experienced it on the xbox and that's where i saw this footage mm -hmm. from so i just assumed that this footage came from the xbox version which got me thinking okay microsoft must have had access to that build but actually um it was included in uh 2001 release of shenmue 2 on the dreamcast which means that at least as of 2001 20 years ago Sega had a, a copy of the build and the hardware to play it on in order to capture that footage for the uh, extended features. So, what has happened? It's, it's yeah. somewhere. It's somewhere in the world. Saturn Memories pointed out in the chat that the Japanese prototypes do not get like publicized nearly as often right. as the uh, the Western stuff. Yes, because the, it, the different cultural stuff. Absolutely. They don't, they, yeah. they just stuff like that near like often. you uh, so. suzuki-san must own a copy you know <laughs> i i figure like he gave yeah. one to all the am2 yeah. people he must own a copy you can't not but he's not go <laughs> he's not bragging about it you know it's like and maybe he doesn't right. even realize that it's something that we're all drooling over you know <laughs> but i mean you know yeah i don't think we're ever gonna see the light of day of that we may not now we have a mutual friend who i'm not gonna name here just uh to keep his privacy but he, and i trust this guy i really do and he's come to me and said that he knows somebody who claimed to have a copy and even showed him some proof in a over live video and he was just like dave you gotta believe me like i'm not like this is and he's been looking for this guy but this guy like vanished on you on on facebook or on whatever forum he saw him on and then the other day when when uh when peter posts this this uh this twitter post some dude on facebook claims to have uh to have some kind of a build of uh one of the buildings in kowloon and and peter was like do tell mm -hmm. you know tell me more and the guy's like oh yeah i'm using it as a coaster on my coffee table <laughs> i'm just like yeah right yeah, i will it. believe it when i yeah, see okay. it you know so sure. <laughs> if you guys are watching this yeah. and one of you guys happens to have any kind of build any kind of anything it doesn't matter if it runs at five frames per second you know if you have anything and you can prove it do it you know um because otherwise you know i'm taking it with a grain of salt Use, use it as frisbee if i if if i get my way just i would love though i would love folks to comment and speculate on this like to me this was the this was the biggest revelation of doing this research is that um they call here they clearly refer to they they clearly refer to the hardware as guppy but suzuki you suzuki clearly refers to the project as guppy and then when it changes names it changes to berkeley not katana right you know so it's definitely guppy was definitely the name of the project or the code name of the project and then it became project berkeley <laughs> on the katana hardware uh so but but anyway um i do encourage folks to watch this video as it's really really uh enlightening <laughs> and and it does have english subs so anything else you guys want to talk about shenmue while we're at it um, I, I guess in terms of how I always separate it is on the Saturn, I always refer to it as a Kira story RPG. Sure. Or, sorry, virtual fight RPG. And and you're not wrong because as of, you know, okay. So the only reason I think that people are doing that is because of this image right here, this uh, Saturn Shenmue, uh, Saturn, Shenmue Saturn version uh, that you got in that test build video. 
Um, because you're absolutely right, Pat, that um, at the point that it changed hardware over to Berkeley, over to Katana, that's the point at which it was named Shenmue. So for the entire time, for yeah. the entire time that it that it was on the Saturn, it was Virtua Fighter RPG Akira Story. It makes you wonder, though, is it, I wonder if it was going to be a series of games where it's like each one is following one character's storyline and it just turned to, you know what, why don't we focus on Akira's, that's, but yeah. let's make him a whole new character. Right. Well, I mean, again, like how, um, that's kind of what I was thinking about, too. It's like, okay, A, there's a lot of characters in Virtual Fighter. I mean, to, when you're talking about like an 11 chapter game, you know, I mean, and then, um, you know, maybe the story just kind of changed directions enough that they were just like, we need to break away from Virtua Fighter in order to be able to tell this story without... Because wasn't Dural Akira's mother? And Dural was like this silver robot-looking Oh, chick? I think Dural was Kage's oh, mother. Kage. If no, you're right. That's, that's really I, think, I think you I, are I correct. Remember. Yeah, Kage's the ninja, right? Yeah, 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 no, I, I, you are correct, and I guess, uh, I guess I don't know who who's who's Akira's dad. The 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 dude in like virtual fight. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. At this point, I cannot remember. Somebody's got to correct me in the comments. But I mean, but anyway, yeah. So it did change, and we got Ryo instead of instead of Akira, and it was probably for the better because you know. Um, that way it wasn't that series is dead virtual fighter is yeah dead i mean you know it made sense they were trying to capitalize on a on a very popular franchise at the time but at the same time like trying to tell a, a completely original narrative and of this like uh you know struggle to avenge his father and everything like that i think that it was easier to just create a brand new character and that way that they that Fair way enough. they wouldn't be tied to you know I don't know, fans being unhappy that, you know, one thing or another got changed, you know, in the in the process. Yeah. I do like your timeline that you don't, uh, you didn't include Shenmue 3 in there. I did not include, well, yeah, I didn't include Shenmue 3. I guess it wasn't relevant to the, the story you were telling, but yeah. still. So, Akira doesn't canonically, I mean, he's probably got a dad canonically, but it's it's not like a known character. And then Saturn Memories pointed this out, too. Uh, in lore, there's many references to his grandfather, who doesn't seem to be named. Right. Um, so, and then uh, another fun fact in the chat, Lao is the father of Pi, both ah. playable fighters in virtual. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, really, um, I, I hope if, if there's any point to Peter posting this or me writing this up, really, it's it's more than anything, it's just to put this out there into the digital ether. It's all rolling on this guy. It's people and talking. Get people talking, and hopefully, somebody will be like, yeah, fine, I will come forward and admit that, you know, I have a working copy of this. Um, probably won't. Well, Suzuki's like, okay, fine, there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, if it, you know, I don't. I don't have the balls to approach somebody like you, Suzuki, right now and be like, you know, if I, if I have one question to ask the, the guy, it's not going to be like, hey, can I, uh, can you please share your copy? Of, you know, I mean, I don't want to be that guy. Let me tell you how to use it. Yeah. More than likely, he's going he's gonna to ask, why do you want to play this broken build that's like one area that crashes every five minutes? 
You know, it, but it's not, though. It's not one area. It's like if you've watched the video... Sorry, I keep scrolling. Uh, if you watched the, the, the original video, you've got Yu's backyard. Or, sorry, you've got Ryo's backyard. You've got the Kowloon apartments. You've got the the fight with the dude, the the um, the the son. I forget what his name is. You know the mm. son with the with the gray business suit on. He's like a salary man, but he knows yeah. karate. He knows uh, you know all sorts of karate. That you've got the you got the chick. Now I'm forgetting all their names, but the chick at the temple. And, and my thing is, would it even run on a stock Saturn? It, it likely wouldn't. It likely wouldn't. I can't imagine that it would. And you'd need this. Uh, you'd need this hardware that is like completely proprietary. That nobody knows about. So even if we got yeah. a build, it's like, how are we going to be able to and play I mean, it? Even, even Suzuki said that nothing from the old man and the peach tree build was even intended to be preserved. So that, like, they made no effort to preserve that. At least that he knows of. So I mean, unless somebody from that very small team that made that little test build happened to keep a disc. And it's not rotted by now. <laughs> I mean, that—that's the, yeah. that's the only thing that I imagine would actually run on a stock Saturn because that's the whole point of it. It was—it was to test those kinds of kinds of things. But then when they were greenlit to start the project, they really needed something for this new hard this new hardware expansion to be able to like show it off and demo it. Um, and I think that you was uh suzuki-san was like their number one guy he was their go-to for that kind of stuff i mean mm -hmm. even for the pack-in game uh virtual fighter it's you know he got the, he got the ball rolling with when it came to software for whatever new hardware so it makes sense that they would go to him and say hey we want this project to be like the thing that we uh that we showcase on this new hardware but uh yeah anybody following along and uh, want to correct me by all means, please do, because I don't know everything. I'm only literally just following along really closely and taking notes and trying to extrapolate information from what we are told directly <laughs> from the source. So, yeah, it's like because because what I want is for us to have a greater understanding of like the whole timeline of like Black Belt and Guppy and, and where it all fits into place, because for years I've just been speculating and now I feel like it's it's clearer than it has been. But, yeah, yeah, well, that's that. That's <laughs> Enough about that. Nick, you still with us? Go bust in with three. Oh, I'm still here, yeah. man. Yeah, that's Shenmue. That's, that's Shenmue. Or Shenmue. baby. Yeah, so just to recap, we have a new patch from Trekkies for Grandia. Go check it out. Uh, it's available at Sega, Sega Extreme. Um, there is a link uh, that you can click through on our website to get there and download it. Um, 25 years of Panzer Dragoons 5. Go play that game if you haven't. Um, it's absolutely amazing. Easily one of the top 10 games for the Saturn. Well, it's an older update. The remake of 2 is in the works by the same folks who did the remake of 1. That's supposed to be released later this nice. year. According yeah, to but we get a remake of the most important one, Saga. Saga. Oh yeah. Well, well uh, do you guys want to talk about that? So yeah, I, we were talking about it. <laughs> nothing new. Nothing well, new has come to light, and no licenses have been obtained. So we're in the same position that we were last week. I got blocked by the project's yes. leader. That's that's a development. You did. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, Thank you. Yes. That's, yeah. It's an, it's an accomplishment. Actually, I saw the Desert Retro pop in the chat, the live stream room, but he left immediately. Oh, man. So if he wants to come in and talk about that in his article, he's more than welcome to. That's right. To. He, he wrote yeah. an amazing article, which uh, we he should did. have left. Uh, I think I actually go... Well, let, me, let me go look at it real quick, because there were some, some wor worthy highlights in there i hang on i gotta yeah, find absolutely, it i know I absolutely 
wackoid article right yeah but it's written by, by desert, desert retro. retro desert retro is a, a writer for, for wackoid. wackoid yes uh, I just yeah, don't yeah. want people to get confused because uh, so, there's a couple articles floating out there and they're not all of the same quality. So right now, basically what's going on with Saga, in a nutshell, there's a, um, a group of people that seems to be led by a sort of well-known in the community Twitter user, Panzer Dragoon World. Right. Um, he launched a Patreon um, for a Zell resurrection and is basically saying this is a Panzer Dragoon Saga remake. He does not have a license from Sega and the Patreon is sort of funding what I guess would become a business pitch to Sega to get a license. Um, but then he also says somewhere in the Patreon and somewhere on his Twitter that it's not a Saga remake because they don't have the license. It's just a Zell resurrection because a Zell is not a uh, copyrighted name or whatever, but there's Saga models in the YouTube video that he uses to pitch to Patreon, yeah. and a song from Saga in the YouTube video. Right. So it's it's obviously a, a, an attempt to be a Saga remake. Exactly. Um, yeah, so Desert Retro was in the chat. Let me. Yeah, let me maybe just, you want to uh, unmute Desert Retro if he's if he's in there because he can explain this way better than I can because he put a ton of legwork into researching this fiasco. Yep. Yeah, so. uh, he he should be able to talk. He can mute uh, Desert Retro. See if he can unmute. If you can, he should be good now. If not, uh, let me know. Perhaps Desert Retro. He's is getting AF his mic up. So okay. Okay. Oh, he's kidding his mic up. Yeah. Sorry for yeah, that. Yeah, no delay. worries. But yeah. yeah. So we'll hear more from that him. A bit. Um, but yeah, go check out his article if you haven't. That really does a great job at explaining why this is a, maybe something you should not fund with money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's that's the major thing. It's like if they, if they yeah. were not asking for money, we might all roll our eyes. We might all say, okay, well, best of luck, you know, but I don't think people would be nearly as, uh, as kind of like against it as they are, because the fact is they're asking for you to fund their efforts. And we all kind of know that a, that a cease and desist is just kind of like looming on the horizon, you know, <laughs> because exactly. it's not because yeah, I mean, yeah. the, it, Sega is almost obligate to, to put out a cease and desist, you know, because if they didn't, what would that do? That wouldn't protect their IP, and it would send a bad message to other people who okay. look to, you know, do the same thing with their IPs. Gotcha. He should be able to talk now. There's already yeah, two. Cool. There we go. Hey, Desert Retro, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, I was, thought I was merely spectating, but now I'm part of the show. Yes. <laughs> Welcome aboard. You have some insight in what's going on. Uh, tell us about your article and sort of about what you found out. You did a ton of work into digging into this this situation, this uh, drama, I guess. So go ahead and tell us what you what you found out. I do. I do think that drama is the the fairest way to put it, since it's certainly not news. Um. <laughs> Are we drama I mean, alert now? Basically, <laughs> if you look through it, the and honestly, I did try to be as generous as possible um, when anything that I couldn't distinctly prove. And and I mean, Nick, you know, I, I sent you some things via DM where it's just like that yeah. stuff I couldn't print, which is even more salacious. Yeah. But um, I mean, basically, the the guy wanted to generate interest in a Panzer Dragoon Saga remake, and to do so, he 
you know, without to mince words, he, he paid a, an artist to make some fake concept art, leaked it on on 4chan, and then, you know, in in I guess either retaliation or or jealousy of of Wildman developing an actual game, they decided to, or maybe they had this in the works for a while, but they decided to basically make a fake game. <laughs> For okay. uh, context, Wildman is, he, he's the one behind Panzer Dragoon Voyage Record. Is that right, everybody? The VR Panzer Dragoon game. That's Cor- Correct. Okay. Yeah, there's some weird feud between the guy behind this, I guess, faux saga remake and Wildman for whatever reason. Why? Well, it, it goes back to the the Panzer Dragoon remake that Forever Entertainment was making, where, where Wildman, is, uh, being in the industry, had an opportunity to play an early build of it. And basically gave criticism that, you know, you know, Nick, you said in your review and, and pretty much pretty everyone else said in their review, I think Sega Saturn Gentleman touched on it, too, is that there, there was just a lot wrong with 1.0. The, and, you know, this is coming from a Panzer Dragon super fan here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wildman, it's like three, six months before the game even was released, was like, hey, you know, this is there's some issues here. Guy didn't take too kindly to that, I guess. You know, anything that isn't immediate deference to Panzer Dragoon is insulting to the fandom. So, you know, that's basically where it started from. Yeah, it's really bad to get on that mentality because we need to, as much as we do need to support a lot, we need to, like, support some of these releases. We have to also be real with it and point out when it has problems to make it even better than before. I mean, everyone knows the cyberpunk situation, Mm so. I like the current state of Panzer Dragoon remake. It's certainly gotten much better than when it launched about a year ago. Now well, it's already yeah. a year ago. Yeah. So, um, but and they they've, they've answered the fans' um, critiques and requests and have implemented a lot of that into the newer, updated versions of Panzer Dragoon remakes. But yeah, so but getting all bent out of shape for making critiques yeah. of a Panzer Dragoon remake that were genuine critiques is not uh, not I, healthy. I can honestly <laughs> say, as an artist, that. Um, having somebody critique your work and give you constructive criticism that tends to slant negatively um, or basically tell you like, this is good, but you need, you need to do more. You know, it's a hard thing to take. And oftentimes it's met uh, with defensiveness and, and uh, you know, I, I myself have, you know, oftentimes kind of pushed back and even made excuses but I guarantee you that every time, every single time that I have listened to someone else's criticism, taken it to heart and incorporated it in my work, it's always ended up making the work better in the end. I don't, I don't think that listening to criticism has ever made my artwork worse. If anything, it's always made it better. Um, and it's always some, one of those processes where I kind of push back and then I think about it some more and I say, no, you know what, they're right. And I just need to kind of, so I think, I think that it's good that fans have high standards. I think that it's good that they they expect something from the franchise and that they let the developers know, um, and that the developers listen to that and take it to heart because that's what makes a good game. They just kind of rushed, they kind of rushed that release though, right at the beginning of code, right at the beginning of the C word, (laughs) you know? Yes. 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 The the word that YouTube doesn't like. (laughs) He shall not be named. But yeah, no, they 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 kind of rushed it at the beginning there, maybe as a treat to to help the cheer people up or something like that, or give them something to do in isolation. But uh, but yeah, so the subsequent patches have been good and helped uh, improve it quite a bit. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it, graphically, it's still 
I, I, I still think it looks like a PS3 game. Yeah. But yeah. I cannot it's, disagree it's, I mean, with it, you. It, they, they fixed the controls, which is my biggest yeah. issue. And I recently got the PC remake on a sale because I wanted to see what the mouse controls were like. That was re- <laughs> maybe I should have had a better reason for buying it, but I didn't. And I, I, I did enjoy the mouse controls. I don't know if that's very popular among people right. who played Panzer Krieger remake, but um, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Desert Retro. Is there anything else you needed to you know, wanted to talk about in regards to the uh, this project from Panzer Dragoon World? Um, well, I, I guess I'd just like to reiterate the end of my article, which is that I'm not going to tell anyone to how to spend their money, but that's not how I would spend my money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially especially with a company that's already done two versions of the or one game and have another game in the works, and and may as well might be doing another one of it, and you'd probably guess what the next one is, right? Right. So it's like it's like what are the it's like okay, cool. I mean, you the I mean, ready give the rights to these guys, so it's like. Yeah. Okay. Now, they, like, I will support to, Forever oh, Entertainment. Yes. Right. Yeah, support the guys who have permission, you know? <laughs> support the guys who are actually, like, working <laughs> yeah. with Sega. I mean... There are two development teams who already have licenses to make Panzer Dragoon content. Forever Entertainment yeah. and the Blind Voyage record. So, and, why... And, and, and Saga's, Saga's not a when, it's an if. Sorry, it's not an if, it's a right. when. Yeah, so, at I this mean, point, If you're really yeah. waiting for it... I, Voyage record's already going to have stuff from saga incorporated into its game like it's it's yeah. <laughs> i don't know why they felt if, the need if, to if, rush into this if projects are so. out there if, if folks are out there wanting to do these kind of projects and i said this in the discord chat and i'll say it again i think what they really need to do is they need to address the public and say look we would like to make a pitch video to show to sega and we'd like to make it the best thing that we can to ask permission if we can do this and they may say yes and they may say no and people know then that they're just helping fund a pitch video that's fine because they're saying you know sega may we may show it to them and they still may shut us down but you're not funding a game you're funding our ability to pitch this concept to sega and who knows if it's good enough maybe they'll say yes that would be that would be a more honest way to go about it but that's not what they chose to do so yeah (laughs) so you know Proceed with extreme, caution. extreme caution. Yes. And, and personally, just personal recommendation, maybe think about not proceeding exactly. at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's a that's a definite non uh endorsement from, from the Shiro crew. <laughs> yeah. 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 Unfortunately. And, it is yeah. what it is. But yeah. So yeah, I think that, that wraps up our news. <laughs>